Hey everyone, welcome back to the Movie Talk podcast. Um, it's been a while and we're behind, but we're going to start catching up, um, starting with Ant-Man and the Wasp, Quantumania. This is the third Ant-Man movie in the trilogy. Um, I believe the 31st Marvel movie or something like that. Um, and I'm here with Chris to talk about it. First of all, Chris, how are you doing? I'm doing great. And hopefully everybody in the audience is doing wonderful too. So I guess we can just start with overall thoughts. Um, what did you think in general of Ant-Man and the Wasp Quantumania? In general, I thought it was an interesting and entertaining movie. I kind of liked the visuals and there was a lot of weirdness, I guess, and mm -hmm. a lot of unexpected things happened. So that was cool. It did introduce a lot of new characters, which we will go over later in this podcast. So overall, I thought it was another, it had its own style to it. It didn't seem like any other Marvel movie. I think it was interesting, but there were a lot of problems with the movie in general. And my main issues with this is how it, I guess, contributes to the MCU moving forward. Mm -hmm. Interesting. So for me, this may be a bold statement, but I'm pretty confident that for me, this is my least favorite MCU movie. This is the, I think maybe the first MCU movie that I walked out of the theater. And first of all, I did not want to go rewatch it. I had no urge to rewatch it. Second of all, I walked out of the theater and I was like, I just didn't like that. I just did not enjoy it. Like most MCU movies. Yeah, maybe there's problems. Maybe I have little issues, but I can walk out and I'd be like, I enjoyed it overall. This one I walked out and I did not enjoy it. Okay, so to recap, this takes place how many years after this previous Ant-Man? Because Cassie um, in this is like a teenager, right? And she yeah. was a little kid in the first one. So the second Ant-Man was during Infinity War, which was 20, I want to say 2018. And then okay. Endgame was 2019 plus the five-year time jump. So this okay. takes place at least like 2024, maybe 2025. Something like okay. that. And of course, Cass you're right, Cassie's older. And then yeah. Scott's famous now, and he's capitalizing on his fame. And we start in the modern day, and then it soon turns into a lot of quantum realm craziness. So what do you think of all that? I thought, so Scott being famous and him having a peaceful life, I thought it was very predictable mm -hmm. that things were going to go wrong and it was going to be something to do with the quantum realm um i guess since cassie's so much older she's kind of like a new character almost yeah. um yeah i kind of liked her personality and the way she was interested in the quantum realm um and then we have hank and his wife who were looking at that device that she made i don't know it seems so number one it seems really unrealistic that a teenager would be able to make that communication device like by herself mm -hmm. in a garage. I mean, no, no matter how smart she is, I, it just seems really unrealistic that she'd be able to make that. And then somehow that device just opens a portal and sucks them in. Yeah. That part of it seems kind of, I guess, shallow mm -hmm. in a sense. What did you think? I feel like, I guess the root of all my problems with this movie, it's like one major thing. I just feel like the movie in general, just the whole story is just ill-conceived. The Ant-Man, the first two Ant-Mans were very intentionally and very specifically, very lightweight, 
kind of breezy comedies. Um, there was some stakes, there was some tension, but it wasn't world ending. It was very by design, kind of like very grounded and simple and easy and not big Avengers movies on purpose. And then to take what has been that and turn it into like this big sci-fi Kang, this huge villain who's supposed to be this next gigantic villain and then give it all these big stakes end of the world and all this stuff. And I just thought like, what are we doing? Like, this is not Ant-Man. It's just a weird decision to begin with. And I can see like, maybe there was a way in execution to make that decision good. Cause I see what they were going for inspired by these old kind of uh, sci-fi serials, flash Gordon, like this old sci-fi vibe, but it just, the execution didn't work for me. And I just was like, almost like puzzled, like, what was the reasoning behind this decision? You did two really simple, easy Ant-Man movies. You could have just done that a third time. I don't know why they decided to do all this, basically. Yeah, I thought it was going to take place, like, on planet Earth a -hmm. little more in, like, real life. Maybe incorporate some other characters or, like, other Avengers references or something. Maybe it could have done that and then tied in to one of the other shows or something. Really, when I went into this movie, I was looking to see to get some answers right on you know how how all of these new projects are going to come together and i think what this really did was just open a lot of other doors and you kind of just see mcu going in a lot of like other directions instead of putting it all together so one of the most interesting scenes in my opinion is when uh when ant-man and cassie get captured by that village or and there was like that blob that could kind of talk and there were like those other people who had like weird objects for heads and there was that only like one normal looking lady and everyone else was kind of like a bug yeah they all talk in different languages so what what did you think about that is that really like a marvel thing or would you picture that more in a star wars movie i mean i could have bought something like that in like guardians of the galaxy or in even even the idea of it, I don't mind in the quantum realm. It just all goes back to, I just don't like the general idea of turning Ant-Man, which was this very simple story, into this crazy sci-fi stuff. Um, I just really didn't like that. I didn't like the execution. I just wasn't enjoying it. Um, the writing as well. Like, the character development in this movie is non-existent. There's no character development. The humor, like, when you compare it to other Ant-Man movies, this was not as funny to me at all. Everything about it just really fell flat for me. Yeah, so you go on humor, and I would like to bring up an important point. Mm-hmm. So, oh God, I know what you're gonna say. <laughs> so, Modok, <laughs> aka Darren, funny or distracting? What do you think? I really don't know. I actually don't know what to think of Modok because, like, to some extent, I kind of, for one, this is the one thing in the movie I can be like. I kind of admire the bravery to take such a ridiculous character in the comics. And I admire that. And this is the Marvel movie to do it in this goofier type of thing. But also like to some extent, I can enjoy it as this just ridiculous, goofy thing. But also part of me is like, he's genuinely horrifying looking and the CGI too in this movie, which is a whole other issue. I was not a fan of, but I was just like, I don't know. I guess he was just another part of this movie. I didn't like, he didn't stand out as good or bad to me. What do you think? So I think I might have had a similar take. I think 
it would have been okay if the mood of the movie was supposed to be goofy and lighthearted, yeah. but they took it in a different direction where they were going to face like an, like an Eternals type villain kind of big Avengers level, like a God level thing. And then you have this on the side, which I found kind of distracting. Again, it would have been okay if the whole mood of the movie was supposed to be a comedy. And then also the previous character, Darren was like the main serious villain in the first movie, I believe. Mm -hmm. And so I don't think it makes a whole lot of sense because his personality in this was completely different. Yeah. Like he he was a joke in this movie. But in the first movie, he was like the main evil bad guy. And so it wasn't really consistent. It did not feel like the same character at all. Exactly. Exactly. It just did not feel like the same character. And it just was so inconsistent that I didn't really see the point mm-hmm. in making it. I think I think they added him for like comedic relief, but I didn't really see the point of using him to do that. Yeah, I agree. I guess because I just wasn't a fan of the movie overall, he doesn't really, I didn't have as much of a problem with him as some people. And then I didn't love him as much as some people. I'm kind of right in the middle. Um, and then, yeah, all these crazy characters, all this sci-fi stuff I didn't love. I just like, I was sitting there in the theater. I just wasn't enjoying it. I wasn't having fun. Um, you have this like Bill Murray, this random character, Lord Krylon or something like that, just pop up for two minutes and then leave the movie. This fantastic actor is just there and gone again was the, that the, was that the guy that the human the with the white thing. hair that was like he sold them out to kang or something yeah he he was the guy talking to the to, uh janet i think and yeah. he's like an amazing actor and he just pops up for this terrible role and he's gone in two minutes Interesting. and it's just like and he never comes back it's like i just thought this felt so edited up like he probably had a bigger role that was chopped out I was really disappointed with the writing. I said, I mentioned there was no character development. Another big thing I have against this movie is the emotional core of the first two Ant-Man movies is really strong. It's father-daughter. And I just felt like the father-daughter relationship in this movie, first of all, it was kind of pushed to the side a little bit. And then when it was there, I just didn't buy them as father and daughter. The two actors, they just didn't have that chemistry and the heart of the movie was just not there. This did not have the heart of the other two Ant-Mans. Really? Like, even the scene where Kang captures Cassie and Ant-Man has to, like, save her? He didn't I just didn't buy it. I didn't buy it. And I and I struggled with the performances. Like, Paul Rudd as Ant-Man, he's always great. Um, but Catherine Newton, I believe, who played Cassie, I, was, I did not think she gave a good performance. Um, I don't know. I just was not a fan of older Cassie, and I thought it was a pretty weak performance. And then... I mean, I guess the biggest talking point of this movie is Kang um, because they want to set him up as this big villain or I guess a different version of him because this version got defeated, I think. I don't even know. What do you think of Kang? I thought the the actor was good. Mm-hmm. He was he looked the part. Yeah, I guess um, his whole persona reminds me of Eternals for some reason. I don't know why, but hmm. He just seems like someone who the Eternals would be fighting. I don't know. Maybe maybe it was his like time pod thingy. Yeah. The core that looks kind of like golden Eternals shaped like. But 
overall, I thought introducing another main villain in this movie yeah. was probably not the best move. In yeah. general, Marvel does need to introduce a big villain, right? Because you have all of these um, superhero shows and movies, and there just has not been like a main villain. Uh-huh. And so in order to have an Avengers movie, right, five and six coming up, they're going to have to like introduce a main villain at some point. I just thought that doing it in this movie the way they did it was kind of, I guess, weird. And yeah. then he didn't seem all that powerful at the end. Ant-Man being able to like defeat him by himself in like a fist fight, it just did not seem realistic. At yeah, all. this I want to hone in on this. This is so true. Storytelling wise, if you want this guy to be your next Thanos, why do you introduce him in an Ant-Man movie and then let him get defeated by ants? Like instantly for your audience, their audience now when they see him again, they're going to be like, this guy was weak. This guy got defeated easily. It just doesn't make sense to me. You're immediately just putting him out there. You're building him up as this big villain and then just easily destroying him. And it's ruining his reputation as a villain. In the visions, in in the flashbacks, he actually seemed a lot more powerful than he did at the end, which did not make a whole lot of sense. And then I do not like the idea of having multiple versions of Mm -hmm. him. I think for the main villain, there just needs to be one version of him. Because you introduce all of these multiple versions and then things just start to get crazy. And there just needs to be like one guy that that people know. And you're like, okay, that's the main villain. Yeah, that makes sense. Um, I have a few more questions for you. And I do want to say with Kang, although I don't like I don't like him being in this movie. I don't like how he was defeated. The performance, I agree with you, was good. Um, Jonathan Majors is very good as just this like threatening guy. Although I will say I actually preferred the Loki, his performance in Loki um, being just this wild, crazy guy to just stoic, serious but that's another thing. Um, This is Ant-Man and the Wasp. So what did you think of the Wasp? Did this feel like a Wasp movie too at all? I felt like she was completely sidelined. I, now that you bring that up, I don't really remember like what the Wasp did (laughs) besides coming at the very end to help Ant-Man with that fight. What did you think of the final battle scene it's it did seem like something out of like a sci-fi movie what did you think it was fine i feel like at that point in the movie i was so checked out i was like i'm done with this like there was cool moments um the none of the choreography particularly stands out to me i don't really remember it too well i mean i guess it was fine it was well done i guess the only really action-ish scene that stands out that i thought was actually kind of cool was um when ant-man was like facing a bunch of himself and that was the only one that I was like, okay, there's something interesting here. I just remember seeing that and being like, oh my gosh, this is so weird. Like, what, <laughs> what's happening? Where did all these versions of him come from? Mm-hmm. I guess I guess it, it does fit the mood, you know, quantum mania. Yeah. So I can live with that one. I guess revisiting the quantum realm was supposed uh-huh. to be like a big part of this movie and like the grandma facing her past. Kind of yeah, what, yeah. what did you think about her whole, I guess, personality and how she explained everything and acted. I mean, okay, so writing-wise, yeah, I didn't... She got a lot of the exposition, a lot of bad dialogue I didn't like in this movie, 
But I will say performance-wise, uh, Michelle Pfeiffer as Janet Van Dyne, this is the Ant-Man movie where she has the most to do. And I think she's really good. I actually really like her in the role. And I think she gave one of the stronger performances in the movie. Given that this is Ant-Man 3, this is the conclusion to a trilogy. Like, does this feel like an ending? Does this feel like the third movie of a trilogy to you? I did not know that that was supposed to be the last one. <laughs> the ending made it seem like something else is going to happen. Yeah. It, it didn't. It didn't really have that much closure mm-hmm. at the end. I mean, it's not like Ant-Man, yeah, he escaped the quantum mania, but it's not like he really grew that much. His life was good. This disaster got thrown at him and he got out. And his life was good again. And his life was good again. But then the ending kind of seemed like a dot, 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 little did he know type of thing. So it didn't really seem like an ending. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. This just feels like a middle piece. I guess one thing we haven't spent much time on is visually. Um, what do you think of this movie? So visually, I thought it was cool. Mm-hmm. Um, it did feel like a different, a different realm, different world, and that's what they're going for because they are in a different dimension. Yeah, I like the color. Yeah, that scene when like they were eating dinner, I think, and they were like eating all those weird things, and it was like overlooking a mountain or some clearing or something i thought that was visually interesting mm-hmm. i like the scenes of them like walking through the forests together and stuff yeah. so overall i thought the visual stuff was actually good yeah i don't know i just i the whole time i couldn't shake the feeling that they're filming this on a studio like i just felt like it looked very green screeny to me there were moments it looked good there were moments the cgi looked really bad and i just felt claustrophobic and i was like if you're going to set an entire movie in the quantum realm, like you got to have the budget to make the CGI look good. And I just, I got really sick of it really fast. I was ready to return to earth. What, what part of the CGI didn't you like, or like what characters didn't look good to you? I didn't have a, an issue with the characters per se, more just like a lot of the backgrounds they were on a lot of when they're just walking through the environment. Um, you can just see that it's screen screen or you can see that the lines around them that they're on a studio and it feels very claustrophobic and almost like suffocating. It's just like this movie has such a digital look to it that just doesn't look good. Last topic that I have here, which I mm-hmm. kind of thought of while we were doing this. Yeah. Um, I can kind of think of a lot of, I guess, connections between Spider-Man and Ant-Man. Right. First of all, like their personality, they're supposed to, you know, have a lot of humor. Um, they their storyline started very close to the ground, city oriented, down to earth mm-hmm. kind of thing, right? And then their stories they did very well with Homecoming, Far From Home. And you have Ant Man One, Ant Man Two, and then they both tried to go in a bigger direction of like introducing bigger things that spider-man connects with dr strange and then it it kind of it's like a multiverse almost Mm -hmm. and then this ant-man thing kind of hinted at a multiverse at the very end but obviously spider-man was a much bigger success and so what what do you think what do you think the main difference is on how they executed spider-man versus Mm -hmm. how they executed ant-man 
That is a really good question. I think when I think of Spider-Man No Way Home, for as much as it does go bigger and multiverse and it's it's not that street level Spider-Man, I think it retains the core of that character in a way it retains Spider-Man. Ultimately, it's Spider-Man wanting to save everyone. And the core of that character is everything's against him. He's against all the odds. He wants to save everyone when everyone's telling him, no, you can't save every single person. And ultimately, that's what that movie is about, wanting to save those villains. And that movie didn't lose the emotion with May's death. It had good character development. Spider-Man, the Spider-Man at the end of that movie is a completely different Spider-Man at the beginning of that movie. And Ant-Man, it went bigger, but it lost the emotion. It lost the character development. And it, to me, it just lost the core of the character. Yeah, I think in Spider-Man, his relationship with like Ned and MJ and then like what he learned from the yeah. other Spider-Man was really interesting um it did introduce a lot of villains but those villains they have backgrounds that the audience has seen before whereas in this this was kind of like people's first impression of kang almost yeah and you bring up a really good point with the supporting cast spider-man has mj has ned has all these characters ant-man had uh luis who was hilarious had these supporting characters the kind of security crew and they're funny and they're comedic relief and they're just really great in the first two movies. So, which makes me go, why would you abandon these great characters? And they're just not present in the third movie. And it's just so disappointing. The very last thing we should probably cover is how does this lead into future projects? What kind of doors does it open? So we know it mentions Loki Uh and it's going to go into Loki season two, which is good to see that it leads into something Right. But yeah, how how do you think like Ant-Man and Cassie and the Wasp fit into everything else that's been going on? I think I'm waiting for Loki season two to really finally explain all this multiverse stuff because Loki season one told us if you kill that version of Kang, which they did, all the other Kangs are going to come. That's what Loki season one told us. In Ant-Man... There's just a Kang living in the quantum realm, I guess, who gets killed. But then in the post credit scene of Ant-Man, we see all the Kangs in an arena of some sort. So I'm guessing is that the effects of Loki season one. But then I guess it can sort of come together, but they still have to tie it all up and kind of make it all, I guess, make sense. In terms of the future of these characters, I don't know. Like, maybe they'll do an Ant-Man 4 because part of me is like, this was not a trilogy. This wasn't an ending. So maybe they continue elsewhere. I don't know what's going to happen to these characters. I think that's pretty much it. Should we give our kind of final thoughts and then wrap things up? Yeah. Okay. So for me, if I had to give like one sentence review of this movie, I would say they took Ant-Man and stripped out everything that made the Ant-Man movies unique and special and then changed it to this, whatever this sci-fi thing is. And I... I really didn't like it. So I was not a fan of Ant-Man and the Wasp Quantumania. I thought it was entertaining and it was visually interesting. It's one of those movies where I see it once and it's like, I'm fine with it, but it, it's not one of those movies where it's like, I want to rewatch that. It was just okay. That That's my answer. It was just okay. All right. Yeah, I agree. That wraps up our review of Ant-Man and the Wasp Quantumania um what do you guys think of the movie did you like it more than us less than us 
Um, do you agree, disagree? Is there anything we didn't bring up that we missed? Um, let us know in the comments. There's an email in the description. There's also a form in the description. And there's also a thing where you can send in a voicemail. Um, so you can find all that. And thank you so much, everyone, for listening. And have a good day.